Block Talk Radio. This is All About Wine, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some, some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Post your questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's Ron. Welcome to All About Wine tonight. Mike's not with us. He is on vacation. I think he said he was going to explore the metropolis of Jacksonville. I don't know if he did or not, but he's setting up that part of the state, up in the corner of the state, the northeast corner. So he is not here tonight, and you have me by my lonesome. We'll talk about some stuff about wine, and if you have any questions or anything, you can go to the Facebook page. Problem is, Mike is always the one that hooks up the Facebook and the YouTube and all of that. And he's not here tonight. So all of that is probably not streaming. In fact, I guarantee you it's not streaming because I didn't do it. So if you're looking for All About Wine tonight then you're on Facebook or YouTube or something, you're going to be out of luck. We are live here on Block Talk Radio. And we will probably, well, it'll be in archives. I don't know how soon. I really don't know how soon they put it up in archives. They throw these things up in archives. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know if Mike's going to get the show in archives on Facebook or YouTube or not. Hmm, that's interesting. I'll have to check with him and see. Never thought about that stuff. But he sets at all of his computers and gets all the stuff hooked up and he has himself a new dashboard that he loves to play with, and so he gets all that stuff taken care of. That dashboard is also his master control for his radio show. It's flightlineradio.com. He plays a variety of music, a big variety of music. He's usually live on Friday nights from 7 to 9, and he's also talking about doing a morning show on Saturday. I don't know if he's got around to confirming that yet or not, but he does do it live on Friday nights from 7 to 9. Don't know about this week, though. He is, again, on vacation, and I don't know if he's going to be doing his live show this week or if he's just going to let it go. Flightline Radio is streaming 24 hours a day, though. You can listen to it anytime you want. You can, uh, I think, leave they have a comment section and stuff like that you can get into anytime. So, Flightline Radio, F-L-I-T-E, Flightline, L-I-N-E, Radio, R-A-D-I-O, dot com. And uh, 
I think it's F-I-T-E. F-I-G-H-D. I don't know. That's I got myself questioning myself now. Uh, hmm. Let me see if I can't find what it is. I'll tell you what I'll do. Let me punch in Flightline Radio. And... Flight, F-L-I-G-H-D, flightlineradio.com. And, wait a minute, this, okay, yeah, flightlineradio.com. So, <laughs> sorry, uh, you, you can uh, tune into it 24 hours a day and just listen to it, stream it on the back of your computer, uh, however you want to do it, you can uh, go to the events that's going up there and uh, request songs when he's live. You can't request songs if he's not live, I'm afraid to say, but anytime. And you can also check out All About Wine on Flightline Radio. If you missed an episode with us or something, you can always uh, check that out on Flightline Radio. So, Flight, F-L-I-G-H-T, line, L-I-N-E, radio.com. And you've got a hold of Mike's program, Mike's radio show. Uh, although he is here, too, every Thursday evening. Got that out of the way. I been, I'll usually forget till the very last minute to mention it. He promotes all about wine on the Flightline Radio a lot. And I always like to do the same thing on this for him. So, tune in. It's a fun show. He does a nice job on it. What's happening this coming week? Oh, a bunch of bunch of stuff. Today is National Fried Chicken Day. If you have not made yourself fried chicken yet, and opened up a bottle of uh, uh, Chardonnay or Pinot Grigio or uh, Pinot Grigio, and there's all sorts of different wines you can have with it. Make it white, though. I think white wine might go best. Depends on what you do with your chicken. If it's a Cajun chicken, then uh, go converse to me or maybe a, a light red Pinot Noir or something. Tomorrow, Global Forgiveness Day. If you have anyone you need to ask for forgiveness, then tomorrow's Global Forgiveness. Or if you have anyone you want to forgive, you can do it that way too. Saturday, National Blueberry Day. Sunday, is really, I don't know where they got this on this list I got here, National Don't Put All Your Eggs in One Omelet Day. I don't know if that's an actual day or if that's just something they made up, uh, which most holidays are made up. The 10th, Monday, Teddy Bear Picnic Day. The 11th, International Essential Oils Day. The 12th, next Wednesday, National Simplicity Day. And then the 13th, next Thursday, Grounded Oh, I'm sorry, not grounded. Gruntled Workers Day. That's a lot of people who have their jobs out there are gruntled or disgruntled. Disgruntled or gruntled? Hmm. 
Now that's interesting. That would be a question that Mike could answer for me. What's the difference between a disgruntled worker and a gruntled worker? Ah, I'll have to make a note of that and ask Mike. So that's what's coming up this week. I didn't tell you what this month was. This month's got a lot of things. It's National Blueberry Month, National Hot Dog Month. Speaking of hot dogs, did you see the hot dog eating contest that they had? Um, who sponsors that? I can't think. But uh, I, I never watch it. That's why I don't know who's my Hebrews. But uh, Joey, whatever his name is, won it again, as he always does. Uh, one of these days, he's going to explode up on the stage there, and then we're going to have to start getting new winners. But he uh, won it again. Uh, that was, uh, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, that was Tuesday, uh, Independence Day that he did that. And, uh, let's see, oh, month. National Ice Cream Month, this is this month. National Horseradish Month. National Baked Beans Month. National Watermelon Month and National Grilling Month seems like all those things that they have for the month are all grilling items. Baked beans, watermelon, or picnic and, you know, backyard items. Watermelon month, horseradish month, to so go on your hot dogs, ice cream, hot dog, blueberry. So, that is what's coming up for this month, or for this next week, and that's the celebration for the month. Let me close this book here. And lay it over to the side. Got some information for you. Got some things to talk about, as always. Stuff to pass on and to enlighten you about wine. I'm sorry there's no way you're going to contact me uh, tonight because Mike usually handles that through the Facebook. So there's no way to do that. But you can always go to our All About Wine email, which is All About Wine 101. Dot com. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. That's uh, yeah. That's that's our email address. All about one one one. Or uh, go to our uh, Facebook. You can ask questions through that or make comments if you want. And speaking of Facebook page, I just posted a picture of a glassy winged sharpshooter on it uh, about a couple of hours ago. Just. To, let you see what it actually looks like. So if you run across one, then stomp it. That's the preferred method to get rid of those things, stomp it. So uh, do that. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. First thing we are going to talk about is the Rosé Competition of 2023. Uh, Fort Lauderdale, June the eighth. It was uh, it was held. The Rose Competition in 2023 announced their tenth annual competition, which was held at Fort Lauderdale Women's Club in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, on Saturday, May the twelfth. And it was uh, an American Fine Wine Competition, and the judges selected. The 2022 Jolo Pink, J-O-L-L, Jolo, from Jolo Winery and Vineyards based in Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. 
North Carolina. Can you imagine? $32 for that rosé. They said it is a delightfully crisp, balanced, dry rosé, which captivated the judges. Uh, Three best-of-show dry rosé runner-ups included the 2022 Rosé of Grenache by the Cliff Family Winery of Napa, which is $30. The Bro Vineyard, B-R-E-A-U-X, I'm sure pronounced Bro Vineyard, uh, 2022 seller selections from uh, Percival, Virginia, which is $30, and the Effingham Manor 2021 Rosé from uh, Nooksville, Virginia, $34. Wow. Uh, East Coast stepped up on those things. So that's uh, that's good. Uh, sparkling Rosé category went to Domain Canaris by Tattinger, uh, which was a Brut Rosé 2019 from Canaris, so it's $45. And the same wine won last year, so that's why they say it's not surprising. And let's see, uh, let's see, this talks about the judges' rose competition received a total of 160 entries. 160 entries. They awarded 23 double gold medals, 34 gold medals, and 66 silver medals. Uh, so, the. Uh, Congratulations to the winner. It surprised everyone that one out of North Carolina was the winner of the 2023 Rosé competition for Lauderdale, Florida. Okay, let me uh, get that. Natalie, i got to get her. I don't want to do that. i got all these tabs open here, and I've got, you know, some of them are long reads, and some of them are short reads, and some of them... Uh, I need to do a little bit more research on it. Uh, I think I talked last week or a couple weeks ago. Here's a tab I just opened about drinking wine when you're pregnant. And the article, rather long article, and the conclusion is, yeah, in moderation, it's not going to hurt you and it's not going to hurt the baby. And so there is no problem with drinking wine when you're pregnant. And there's also... uh, uh, the question was, can it change a baby's face? No. But, again, I think I covered this last week. How can you tell if it changed the baby's face or not? You're going to look this way, and then you drink wine, and it's going to make it look a little bit different. But you didn't see it when it looked this way before it looked a little bit different. So, therefore, <laughs> what a waste of study, I guess I would say. Um, so... Uh, they did 3D photos of more than 3,000 of the women's children at age nine, and they used artificial intelligence algorithms to identify 200 traits on their faces, and uh, they compared it throughout the pregnancy and did all sorts of stuff there. And the bottom line is uh, children of women who drank just 12 grams, which is a standard glass, each week for three months, uh, had slightly altered faces nine years later. Okay. And 
you know, you, if that's going to be their face, then that's going to be their face. There's an algorithm to say, okay, this is what it should like, and this is what it now looks like, and so therefore, yeah. You know, it's your kid, and you're not going to worry about it at all anyway. So, again, what a wasted study. So, there you go. Uh, doesn't bother. All right, it's okay to drink a little bit while you're pregnant. It's not going to hurt anything. Here's, oh, this is too long. I'm not going to go through this. Uh, human smell receptors. It, uh, this article tells how they work. So, I'll read more of that and find out what's going on. Paper bottles. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I have emails out to these different people trying to find out if the Monterey Wine Company, who is now making paper bottles, is in any, in any conflict with Paperboy, who started making paper bottles like 10 years ago. So uh, I sent emails out to both Paperboy and to the Monterey Wine Company, and guess what? I haven't heard from either one of them. So if I do, it will be an interesting topic in a couple of weeks. But as of right now, no luck from any of these people. Okay, Glassing Sharpshooter, that's, that's our Facebook page. And uh, like I say, I've got all these tabs open here. Mike does this too, has the tabs open, but he's not talking at the same time, so he's got the luxury of not having to. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, page I want? No, that's not the page I want. That's the page I want. And is that what I want? No. You can probably hear me clicking on all this stuff, trying to get work my way through everything here. Uh, okay. Let's see. I want, what happened to that? I know you don't know, but hmm, let's go here. Uh, well, I had a lot of stuff I'm going to talk on that site, and the thing's gone. Well, uh, bear with me. Let's give you some background music here while I go look for what I wanted to talk about because it disappeared. Let's see if it It's not there either. 
the heck? Why did it disappear? No, this is... that I prepared her here. What? That's insane. stuff out here. Let's go and see if we can't find something interesting to to discuss. Uh, boy, I apologize for that. Uh, let's see. Check for landing. Spotted landing flies damaged and forced for this spring. They're saying check it out if you're living in north, upper north east, then that's where they are more than anything else. And so, you see them step on them. Uh, let's see. Late spring fall, frost takes a toll on New York State vineyards. These are just headlines on there. I, I'm really, I don't know how I had Sysad ever goes, going to go into and tell you about and talk about things and a lot of stuff, but they disappeared. They're not in, not around here. I, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time searching for them because the show could be almost over by then. Uh, so, uh, the uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights, uh, which is the hockey team, is also an owner of a Sonoma-based wine business. I don't know if you knew that or not, but just, you know, a little something for you there. Uh, let's see. Hell destroys vineyards and dashes open a good crop in guard region of southern France. Italy's wine industry is in distress. Why are they in distress? Let's see if we can find out a reason why they might be in distress. Uh, this is current inventory level and market difficulty prove that the crisis situation persists in some wine growing regions, especially with regard to red wine. This situation is particularly worrying for the industry as we are only two months away from the next harvest. Uh, so it says Italy's highest ranking corporate member. Well, let's turn off our music. What do you say? We don't need that anymore. Uh, so, uh, let's see, setbacks in retail sales, weakening exports, all of it is uh, starting to affect the Italian wine industry. So, they're looking at doing some major changes and promos and stuff like that. So you may see more promos for Italian wines as they try to ramp up uh, new uh, 
push to get the wines out more. Uh, we'll be able to see that. The, their shipping to the United Kingdom is down 10%. Germany is 6%. Uh, shipping to, to the United States, the sparkling wine, the Prosecco, is up 1%. But uh, the uh, still wines fell by 9%. So uh, the problem in Italy with uh, their, uh, I guess, image and everything else, so they are starting to do what they can to try to open up their uh, awareness of their wines. Okay. Most, I see, this might appeal to the most Instagrammed vineyards in the world. Uh, let's see, did they... Oh, here we go. Uh, oh, uh, the Boschendale, Boschendale in South Africa is number one with 95,500 hashtags to date. Located between Franschhoff and Stellenbosch, it is one of the country's oldest wine estates dating back to 1685. 1685. Wow, that's number one. Second place was Pinfolds McGill Estate in Adelaide, Australia, with 94,761. Uh, 95,700, that's not, or 94,000, not too far behind the one in Africa. And then comes uh, Castello di Amorosa in the United States with 88,000 plus Italy and uh, wine in Italy and then Argentina and then France and the United States again. Now the list goes on. How many have they got listed here? 30 of them? I am not going to do that. Uh, but those, the most... What is, it? what is the list called? The most Instagram vineyards in the world. That's what it is there. So uh, there you go. Uh, okay, let's get out of this and let's look at this one. Uh, Napa grape prices up amid the tonnage declines. And let's see how much Napa grapes are going for now, which you say, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, you do, because if Napa grapes are expensive, uh, then it's going to cost you more for your bottle of Napa wine. And it's already expensive. So let's see how much is up. Uh, Florida popular varieties, Cabernet Sauvignon. Remains the most popular variety planted with over 24,000 bearing acres in production. Uh, the growers saw a 9% increase in the gross price. $8,819 per ton. That's criminal for Napa Grace. But if they can get it good for them, $8,819 per ton. And they've got two. 
1,752 bearing acres. So, uh, oh my gosh, you know, uh, let's see. Let's see, 8,819. Merlot and Pinot Noir grapes rounded out the top three varieties. Uh, Merlot production topped 8,550 tons with an average price of $4,527 per ton. That's up 12%. And Pinot Noir grapes commanded 6% more from the previous year at $2,815 per ton. Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay lead all the whites. Uh, growers had 16,000 tons of Chardonnay grapes across nearly 5,900 acres. And Sauvignon Blanc production topped 9,200 tons across 2,700 acres. Chardonnay prices were up 9% on average to $3,555 per ton with Sauvignon Blanc prices up 11% at $2,130 per ton. Note Sauvignon Blanc is more expensive than Pinot Noir in Napa Valley. $2,930 per ton for Sauvignon Blanc and $2,815 per ton for Pinot Noir. That is an interesting comparison there, I think. So. Prices are up. They're up quite a bit. That's how we. Met. That's how you sell grapes too. By the way, within the industry, you sell by the ton. And a standard acre of grapes gets about five ton, depending on the grape. But five is pretty much a look at uh, for harvest. But they've got a lot of tonnage coming up there, you know, and at that price, it's ridiculous. And they sell it all, too. I mean, it's uh, not unusual uh, to have a shortage of grapes in Napa because of that. And they've replanted so much Cabernet Sauvignon, 24,000 acres plus of Cabernet Sauvignon with only three, almost 4,000 of Merlot and 2,700 acres of uh, plus of Pinot Noir and 1,600, no, that's time, that's grapes, that's the acreage. Uh, let's see, Chardonnay, 5,900 acres in Sauvignon Blanc. 2,700 acres, so Napa is, is ridiculous in the number of acres that they have planted in Napa right now. So, like I say, it does affect you. It affects you because the prices, if you buy yourself a Napa cab, the prices are going to affect you because you will be paying more for that. Um, uh, funding for spotted lanternfly treatment available to New Jersey counties and muni- municipalities. So if you see it there, there is funding for that to stop those. Uh, it's breathtaking bottle rock. That was a, an event. Okay, let's go to the next one here. Uh, investigation labor contracts, celebrate everything producers can get marking. Uh, 
Well, this is this is strange. Uh, the headline says "Drops of Gold: How How Adding Gold Nanoparticles Can Improve Wine." Uh, yeah, okay. What well, it says? Scientists from Flinders University and the Australian Wine Research Institute created a smart surface of gold nano nanoparticles to achieve the effect through the trial they applied a thin plasma polyer coating to a surface and then immobilized the nanoparticles on that surface which bond strongly to sulfur compounds in wine since the smart surface has shown to outperform the traditional winemaking treatment of sulfur and uh, copper uh, sulfate addition this unlike copper sulfate it does not cause any negative effects on flavor hmm well that's an interesting thing i wonder how much that's going to cost to have that in your wine though uh as the nano injured surfaces developed are independent in the substrate material the researchers said there was potential for application in wine equipment such as filtration devices aerators decanters packaging materials or closures hmm. so uh, it might be good because sulfur can really overpower wine everybody has had it you don't always know what you're tasting but it is not a uh, an enjoyable taste so uh, E and J Gallo have been crazy buying up small wineries I, I just I seen post a lot I, I get instant posts and stuff like that and E and J Gallo has bought up yet another one it's an ongoing thing for them E and J Gallo I don't know if they do it I need to get a hold of them see if they do it they before the pandemic, they were taking corks, yeah, corks, and for every cork they received, they would donate so much to Senior wheel, uh, uh, Meals on Wheels. And I sent them a big box of corks from the winery, uh, E&J Gallo corks, uh, I had people bring them in and send them a big and I called them and they said that all you need to do now is well, at the time when I called them the following year, I think this was 2019, uh, something like that, 2018 maybe, they said that they were accepting screenshots of it. You just take a, your phone out and take a picture of the cork and send it in and they are accepting that as uh, corks and up to a million dollars they were collecting donating it to the senior meals on wheels I, I don't know if they're doing it let me make myself out uh that is interesting i've forgotten about that until just now but Inja gallo is buying so many wines i'm really upset that i lost these sites here too uh gallo Meals on Wheels for Seniors Corks. I will, since I've got a note that will remind me, and I will get a hold of them and see if I can't find what's going on with that with them. Okay.
Instacart's AI chatbot is able to tell you what wine pairs with what. So if you're doing Instacart and their artificial intelligence chatbot, they can probably tell you what wine to order with your food. I guess they have it up and running. They're supposed to. Uh, let's see. That's no good. Uh, Here's another lawsuit. Sean Diddy Combs. Uh, Sean Diddy Combs accuses drink giant Diego of racism in a U.S. lawsuit. I don't know what they did. I don't know. I mean, Diddy does, does not need to get his name out there again. Well, maybe he does. He Maybe he's... People aren't paying attention to him anymore. Maybe this is a way to get attention again. Uh, what's it? Uh, in court following on Wednesday, lawyers for Combs says Diego and its executive have, quote, put their feet on the neck of Mr. Combs' brand, choking off production, distribution, and sales of Combs' wines and spirits brands including Ciroc Avaca and the high-end tequila brand De Leon. Combs lawyers are seeking a court order to prevent the or to provide the equal treatment they say Diego contractually promised. The following states that Combs Wine and Spirits plans to seek billions of dollars in damage due to the uh, Diego's neglect and breaches. Oh, there you go. Haven't heard any more about it except just that, but that's that's all. Uh, so he's one of his most expensive offering that he's gotten a premium tequila comes close to one thousand dollars a bottle. <laughs> Diddy, it's not because they're not promoting it; it's because it's too bloody expensive. Oh my gosh! Okay. So, uh, if we see anything on that, I'll pass that on to you. I haven't heard anything more about that, though. Uh, brand liquidations. Uh, working for Zer Johnson Brothers expands. Former Pixar Suits Company and CEO for seven. Granted versus ungrafted vines. Uh, and they're going into the debate again. We have to basically graft if we're going to grow certain vines here, or else they're going to get destroyed. Uh, scientists identify ancient grapes from the Byzantine era. Uh, wow. The Byzantine era was, what, 600? Uh, let's see what. CE common error. They don't. They don't use the BCB. Okay. Uh, city of Avdat was founded in the first century BCE, before the common era, and people who ruled part of the modern-day Israel, Jordan, and Syria is where it was. And uh, this is the ancient grapes. Uh, let's see. Well, ancient varieties have been lost. I thought they just said they have identified it. Now they're saying, oh, they're calling it P. 
chip A32, A32. And they said they don't know why it disappeared. Maybe the climate change or plague, but it was around until 640 CE by carbon dating, but then couldn't find anything in like 100 years later. So they have identified graves, but they're gone. Kip A32 was the name of the, the old grape that they identified in the Byzantine days. All right. Uh, uh, oh, here's another another nasty thing here by Hollywood. Brad Pitt claims Angelina Jolie's sale and Julie's sale of half of their winery tree, Russian, has tainted its image. Hmm. Well, I don't know if it has or not. I never have bought any of the Brad Pitt, Angelina Julie wines anyway, so I don't have a complaint about the image of it one way or the other. But if you do and you have a a complaint about the image, then, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, I really, a lot of those Hollywood people that are buying into wineries crack me up. Um, let's see what else we got here. Arctic-aged English sparkling wine is really catching on. I, they took a bunch of sparkling wine and they aged it up in the Arctic Circle. And they say it turned out great and it's fantastic and several of the expensive bottles have been sold. They were on the bottom of the ocean up there. And uh, they also planned to salvage some more or, or some bottles of rare whiskey and stuff from a shipwreck at the bottom of Lake Michigan that is 170-year-old shipwreck, and there's some rare whiskey worth over $20 million in it. So we'll see what happens. Every time they do that stuff, people say, wait a minute, that's my flagship. That's, you know, that ship was flying under my flag, and I own it, and I get, I get all that stuff. And yeah, I, you got to go through all sorts of stuff. So be sure you, after everything's said and done, it's yours and you don't go bankrupt causing it. But Arctic Age English Sparkling Wine causes a splash. It's really selling well. Uh, let's get out of this stuff here and let's look at something else. Uh, let's see. Uh, consumption's way down. However, no open source wine tourism. Food and wine honors the 15 game changers in passing e-commerce upswing or downswing. Uh, well, I'd say upswing. Let's see what this article says. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I just want to find the answer. Uh, 
well, a couple of countries are down, but more online shopping in 2023, which is Britain and France and Canada and Australia and the United States a lot. Uh, the United States doing a lot more online shopping in 2023. So the answer is yes, it increased the production and increased the product prices and stuff like that because it is working. Um, people are buying more online, and so therefore they have increased uh, prices by like 40, 43% of the people they surveyed have increased the price uh, because of online commerce, which, you know, if they allow free returns, they're saying that some companies are looking at stopping free returns. And if UPS goes on a strike, I don't know what's going to happen with everything. Let's hope they get that settled because they said it could really, really cause a, a logistics problem all around the world, not just the United States, but all around the world. And they said that the FedEx and the U.S. Post Office cannot absorb the, the amount of shipping that UPS does. So that would be interesting. Uh, global grape production in 2022 reached the second highest peak of the last 20 years. And in 2020, it was the highest, and this is the second highest in the last 20 years. Wow. Uh, let's see. National summer, uh, fine wine market base. UPS drying. Well, here's <laughs> I just saw this. I didn't... I didn't know this going up. UPS strike looms in a world drawn reliance on everything delivered everywhere, all the time, fast. And that's, <laughs> that's really true. Uh, it's, uh, it's the UPS strike looms, it says. Uh, end of this month is when, you know, and they have no talk scheduled or anything. It's just... Uh, they're saying it's it's a possibility that it will be a strike. Uh, so, the Atlanta-based UPS company returned about $8.6 billion to shareholders in the form of dividends and stock buybacks in 2022 and forecast another $8.4 billion for shareholders this year in 2023. And this is one of the contentious parts of the strike. The workers obviously want more money, but they're saying, hey, UPS has made uh, a obscene amount of money, and we're not seeing any of it. And it's ridiculous that they're fighting us on our pay because, well, $8.4 billion is you know projected to be given to shareholders this year. If it weren't for the workers, they wouldn't do that. So this is one of the points of the strike, is that they want to uh, uh, stop back on overtime uh, and uh, excessive overtime. They want, uh, let's see, what does it say here? And that's how I just found the page. Uh, create two separate hierarchies of workers with different pay scales, hours, and benefits. And that's the part-time workers and the full-time workers. Driver safety is part of it, particularly the lack of air conditioning in delivery trucks is also. 
in the mix. So, and with the heat wave going on right now, and this is when the strike, it's the end of this month, the 31st of this month is when the contract expires. So, but if you're getting wine delivered to you through UPS, and they do deliver a lot of wine. A lot of companies use UPS almost exclusively if you get in wine. Although they shouldn't be delivering it in this heat. That's not good if you're getting it, uh, wine delivered to you this time of year. It's, it's the, or if you're at a winery and you want to have it shipped to you, ask them to hold off until it cools down. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, no comment one way or the other. If UPS needs it or doesn't need it, uh, the workers and all that, they probably do. But they make quite a bit now anyway. I don't know what their pay scale is right now. But I've known some UPS drivers who make some really good money, especially in the Christmas season when they're working 14, 15 hours a day. And then once they pass that eight-hour mark, it's time and a half or even double time. So, no. Uh, I'm editorializing about UPS here, and I want to. Okay, let's see. Uh, what else are we doing? Uh, cautious time. North Coast wine industry hopes for good weather. Traditional method of sparking wine. Uh, An untraditional region. Washington State is making sparkling wines uh, from the traditional method of sparkling wines, which is unusual. Uh, oh, we got Senators unveil, let's see, pop up here. Senators unveil bipartisan legislation targeting spread of invasive spotted lanternfly. Uh, the uh, Senator John Fetterman out of Pennsylvania alongside uh, Bob Casey out of Pennsylvania, Kristen Gillibrand out of New York, J.D. Vance out of Ohio, and Chuck Schumer out of New York, and Sherrod, Sherrod Brown out of Ohio are all getting together and trying to pass legislation uh, to eliminate the spotlight by the, the cost, estimated cost, Pennsylvania of loss is projected at $324 million per year if they're not containing it, and that could start next year. So they have introduced legislation to eliminate the spotted lanternfly because it could cost people's jobs and it could cost monies and all that. So they need to. It's uh, And like I read you last week, they have the wasp that they're introducing in that lays eggs on it. So that could be a good thing there. Uh, wine Society, you know, board supervisor approved funding can wine new technology on. Big Wine West Wine Fest in Sonoma. Uh, no, nothing more on that one. Let's go to the next one here and see if we see some uh, wines are switching into tracking tech. Uh, follow the packages. A lot of them are starting to get drones for their vineyards, too. That's become a big thing now out there, is having drones fly over uh, the vineyards and pick up 
information they need and see if it's too dry or too wet or check for invasive species or any type of uh, diseases on the grazing land after letting drones do it. Uh, so, uh, from flooding to drought, uh, SLO County, Weimark is SLO, or, oh, San Luis Obispo County. Yeah, it's, they have all these floods out in California and all the wet weather because of the atmospheric rivers and now it's not raining and some areas are saying great wonderful this is what we want we're going to get a big crop other areas are saying it's just immediately kicked right back into a drought it's we don't have the rains periodic rains that we're supposed to and all that uh and here's something else about the spotted lanternfly. Penn State Extension has launched a survey for the 2023 season to see where it is and how much it is, uh, or how many there are, not how much, how many there are. Uh, the Cantor Wine Awards for 2023 have been revealed. And... I saw something I was going to share with you, which I did not because it got lost here, and I apologize again for that. But this is the decanter wine words are big. Uh, let me give you an idea here. Uh, the entries for this year came from 57 countries and a total of 18,250 wines. 18,250 wines. Ah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just absolutely unbelievable. But what I was going to tell you that 80%, 80% of the wines that entered got a medal. And I talked to you last week about the fact that there was... Some shows that give medals no matter what. Well, you know, the Cantor, 80% have got medals on this. That's not, you know, I sort of think that tends to water down the prestige of getting a medal. Uh, 23... Gold medals for United States wines entered 40 for South America, 30 for Africa, uh, 7 for Middle East, 13 for Asia, 93 New Zealand and Australia. And Europe got a total of 499 gold medals. Um, but, you know, France, Germany, Italy, Spain, you know, you can expect a lot of gold medals coming into that area there. But an interesting, well, this is a longer article than I thought it was. Interesting article. Uh, Portugal jumped up and was noticed this year. And Serbia won its first ever Best in Show medal uh, for a white wine. Uh, Slovenia had a best ever gold and silver performance with 12 gold medals and 80, 80, 80 silvers. Uh, that's up 44 from last year. Uh, Croatia's results are on improved gold performance too. 
And I mean, it's just, you know, it's it's a big, the cancer is a, a big show. It's the, the magazine goes all over the world. So it's really quite an extensive show with lots of medals and lots of stuff. And let's see. Let me look at one more here. World class Napa Vineyard from the Vineyard of California. Regenerative Organic. Uh, becoming a new thing. Uh, uh, and, yeah, let me end with this one here. This is one I saw earlier, too. It, it says, invasive seaweed extract found to stimulate the defense mechanisms in vines. Hmm. This is University of Basque Country and the Andalusian Institute of Agriculture and Fisheries Research and Training uh, in Europe have found that the uh, a 50% reduction in pesticides used in agriculture in 2030, uh, by 2030. And they say the seaweed has shown promise in a three-year project that it has potential of reducing the amount of pesticides used and stopping the spread of certain uh, fungal diseases and uh, root diseases. So, good thing there. If they can find the uh, use for invasive seaweed, thumbs up. And if it can help the vineyard, that's even better. So, uh, good, good combination use there. So, 7.58, I think I am done. I, again, apologize. I don't know what happened to those sites that were there, and I was going to give you information from them, but it's gone. And uh, But something strange happened earlier on my computer. I, about a week and a half ago, I lost a lot of icons that I had opened that I wanted to read, and I couldn't find those again. And earlier this evening, uh about an hour before the show, uh, my cat walked across the keyboard and brought back all of those sites that I lost. So, I don't know. Uh, computers. Computers and cats. So, I uh, I found them. So, there's a lot of them I get to read, and I'll report those to you next week. There's some long articles there. That's why I haven't done it. So there we go. We are finished for another episode of All About Wine. Let me find, where is my place I need to go? Oh, there we go, Blog Talk Radio. So we're finished with another episode of All About Wine. And I hope everyone had a safe 4th of July. Nobody blew off any fingers or anything. I've seen some posts on uh, Facebook and a couple other sites showing stupid things that people do with fireworks. It's gunpowder, people. You don't put it in your pants. You don't put it in your mouth. You don't do any of that stuff. It's gunpowder. Uh, I guess nobody explained that to them. But there's, you know, stupid things. People getting their pants caught on fire in their underwear. One guy got his underwear on fire, and he couldn't get it off. He tried to and tried to put it down. He should have just pulled it off. I mean... You know, why get yourself burns on your legs and then your crotch when you can just pull your underwear off? Well, okay. But they, uh, 
uh, hope you had a safe fourth. And coming up this week, we have nothing coming up. We have nothing coming up for a long time because after the fourth, we just go into the slow dredge of working in summer heat and all that for the next two months. I mean, it's just it's miserable. But drink lots of wine. When you get home, have yourself a white chill. When you get home, grab a red and enjoy it. And it's not going to hurt you. That's something else I found in another report where uh, evidence shows that drinking wine really will help your health. But I don't know where that is either. Uh, okay. So we are done for another week. Be safe out there. And thanks for listening to All About Wine, for those of you live. And for those of you on archives, thanks for listening. And if you know anybody who would be interested in being on the show who is a wine person, then let me know or tell them to contact me. And the information is on the X's here as we go out. So uh, thanks for listening. Be safe. We'll see everybody next week. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine.